thank you for having me. Uh, <laughs> sorry, but uh, uh, First Missionary Baptist Church is very happy to be part of this. And we're a body that came out of Arabia. And uh, when I saw Anna Lou this morning, kind of brought a lot of emotions to my mind. So I'll get over that. As I get older, I get more emotional. Uh, well, I want to turn to 1 Corinthians, the first chapter. Well, yeah, I want to read a verse there. There, here, the Lord had, uh, the Holy Spirit had sent Paul to write this letter. And they were glorying in the flesh, is what they were doing. And he told them in 1 Corinthians 1 and 31, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. And so... This is all about teaching them to glory in the Lord. And what is wonderful as I read this, and I'm going to begin my message again here with 1 Corinthians 2 and 9 and read down through verse 14. But what is wonderful about these scriptures right here is that it, it teaches to us as it taught to them also that the Lord is going to correct his sheep. He's not going to leave them in that state that they're in, of glorying in themselves. They're going to be corrected, and, they're going to, and he's going to cause them through the work of the Holy Spirit to receive that correction and to walk in what he has de- determined them to walk in. So let me begin reading here in, in uh, 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, and I want to mention that one of the promises that God has promised the sheep of Jesus Christ is to know his truth in Christ by the wisdom of the Holy Spirit in us. And he says here, but as it is written, excuse me, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. And I have to stop there and say Why hasn't it entered into every heart, the heart of man? Why? Because in Jeremiah 17 and 9, he says, the heart is deceitful and wicked, who can know it? Well, what's different about the sheep? Well, Romans 2.29, I won't go to all these, but Romans 2.29 says that he circumcises that old heart out and puts a new heart in there in your spiritual nature. You have a fleshly nature and a spiritual nature. And this old fleshly nature now, it's the same as it ever was. It's going to be changed when the Lord comes back. We'll be changed to a glorious body. It may be in the ground. It may be scattered. We may be cremated and scattered to the four winds. The Lord will gather it all up. And He's going to change our old lowly bodies to a glorious body. I think that's Philippians. I read that in. But anyway, so what what he has done here 
the reason we can see the truth and receive the truth, of course, is through the power of the Holy Spirit, but He's changed that heart. And He's put a new heart in there, Romans 2.29. And also He mentions it in Colossians 2 and 11, that he's, what, His circumcision. And then He tells us in Ephesians 3, and these have been mentioned earlier in, in messages, Ephesians 3 and 16 and 17, that the Holy Spirit then comes into the inner man. That's that heart. And he says in verse 17 that Christ might dwell in your heart. And that's why we're different than the world. That's why we sheep can receive the truth and be corrected. I want to go on reading here and he says, But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, those things that he's prepared for us. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of man, except the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. And he, as I mentioned, we go through many processes of study and coming together and talking with each other. But it's God, the Holy Spirit, that must give us understanding. We don't have any understanding other than that. That's the power that does it. He says... Now we have received, well, I think I read that. Well, now we have received, verse 12, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak not in words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Spirit teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. And so we are freely given these things by God's power. And if you heard Brother Tom's message, you understand, he took the scriptures and he applied them to our spiritual walk in Christ. And that's how they're supposed to be applied. And that's what he's talking about here. We compare spiritual things with spiritual. We're not trying to straighten up the flesh. The flesh has, it's, it has no value to God, our fleshly walk. But our spiritual walk through God's grace and through the power of the Holy Spirit has great value to God. It, can, it, by his will, gives forth sacrifice of praise. And he says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, and neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So what he was saying to this body here is that you're not going to stay in the state you're in. You're glorying in the flesh. But through the work of the Holy Spirit, he's going to correct you. And by correcting you and doing all this, he shows to you who you are because the world's never corrected because they're not his sheep. But the sheep are always corrected continually. And it's to show them who they are. Uh, the church here at Corinth was walking in the wisdom of mankind instead of the wisdom of God. The Holy Spirit, through the preaching of Paul, was correcting them, so they, by the power of the Holy Spirit in them, would look in unto the wisdom of God and not the wisdom of man. 1 Corinthians 2 and 7 says, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the ages unto our glory. He's ordained it, predestinated it, decreed it. We are going to understand the truth through the work of the Holy Spirit in us. So this wisdom of God's ordained to the sheep of Jesus Christ. And Paul was very clear 
that he could not create this wisdom or produce it. That the only way we're able to understand the truth of Christ is by the power of Christ in us through the work of the Holy Spirit. And again, 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, and reading from verse 1, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Why? Because that's our power. That's the only power we have. Jesus Christ and Him crucified. He came and paid our debt completely, interceding now for us at the right hand of God. So He, he was telling them, they were glorying in the flesh. He says, I determined not to know anything among you when I came. But Jesus Christ, the power of Christ, and the power of the saving grace of His crucifixion for us. His shed blood for us. And He goes on to say, And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. Why did He say that? Because when you look to the flesh, he was teaching to them, when you look to the flesh, that's all you find. When you look to the flesh, there's no power. So it's just weakness, being afraid, and trembling. When you look to the flesh. When you think it's up to you. When you think it's your works or something. Fear and trembling and weakness. He says, "In my speech and my preaching were not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and power. He proclaimed the power of God. He proclaimed the power of the Holy Spirit in us that leads and guides us into all truth. He proclaimed that power to correct us. He says that your faith, the substance that you believe in and the evidence that you have, not just the substance, not, not a little bit of the evidence, all of it. All the substance and all the evidence that you have should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. It's in His power. All the substance you have has been given to you by God. All the evidence you have, which He's going to make the sheep... You know, he said, he said in uh, uh, Ephesians uh, 2 and 8 that faith was a gift. He said in Hebrews 11 and 1 that it's substance and evidence. He's going to give you every bit of it. He's going to give you sheep. He's, he's saying here that our faith is in the power of God, in His wisdom. And it, can, it is not, not one ounce is created or produced by us. It's all by Him. And so he's teaching to them not the glory in the flesh, but the glory in the power of God. Paul proclaimed to them here that the only way our sacrifice of praise will be unto the glory, unto our glory in Christ, is if it is spoken in the wisdom and power of God. It can't be unto our glory if we're praising ourselves. In, uh, I won't turn to it, but in fact, Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 3.5, if, if they deny the power of godliness from such, turn away. 
And turn with me to John, if you would, uh, John the sixth chapter and verse 63. He says here, it is the spirit that giveth life. We don't have a live walk before God except the Spirit gives that life to us. We had a dead walk before Him till He did all the work of giving us an ear to hear and eye to see and changed our heart and put that Spirit in His Holy Spirit in that heart to guide our spiritual minds. So it's the Spirit that giveth life, gives us a live walk Spiritual walk before God. The flesh profiteth nothing. Those that worry about the flesh, it profiteth nothing. Not before God. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit. They're spiritual words. They are to be discerned through spiritually comparing spiritual things with spiritual they're spiritual words, and they are life. Those words that, we, that He enables us to receive and walk in and do, they are, it, it, it gives us a live sacrifice, a sacrifice which is acceptable to God. A walk of life before Him. In John 8 and 15, Going along with this, he says, he told the, the uh, Pharisees here, Ye judge after the flesh, I judge no man. Our shepherd doesn't judge after the flesh. But we find a lot of people try to judge after the flesh. Shepherd said, I judge no man that way. And besides that, why not? Why, why didn't he judge his sheep after the flesh? been paid for. We're paid for in full at the cross of Calvary where He shed His blood for us. This wisdom begins with the grace of Christ, the wisdom of God. Because our Messiah is found throughout the Old Testament and fulfilled His work for whom God has chosen throughout the New Testament whom we have been made to know in the power of His Holy Spirit as Jesus Christ. Back here again in 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, and verse 10 and 11. According to the grace of God which is given me. And he's going to tell you, Paul's going to tell the mirror he's the builder. So are we. But you're not a builder based on you based on what you think you can do. You're a builder based on what is given you by God. According to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation another buildeth upon it, but let every man take heed how he buildeth upon it. For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. It comes to mind the scripture in Matthew, except on this rock I'll build my church. And he said, Peter, he's talking to Peter. I don't, it doesn't say that exactly, but I'm saying, I'm saying he's saying, as sure as you're Peter, 
through your run upon this rock, who, were, who had they been talking about previously? Him, Jesus Christ. And right here it confirms it. He's the foundation. He's the rock. He's the only rock. But other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. What the spiritual building, or the spiritual body of Christ was building upon it was not according to the wisdom of God in the truth of Jesus Christ. It was what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3, 19 through 23. In verse 19, it says, For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God, for it is written, He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. And he says, And again, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise, that they are vain. Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all are yours. Whether Paul, or Paulus, or Cephas. See, they were saying, I'm a Paul, I'm a Cephas, I'm a Apollos. I'm better than you. He says, or the world, or life, or death, it's all yours, even death, because it's not permanent. It's ours in Christ. We're going to be resurrected. Our bodies are going to be resurrected from the dead. And right now, our spiritual life has already been resurrected. It's been taken out of darkness and set in the marvelous light of Jesus Christ, 1 Peter 2 and 9. We're walking in that light through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm not worried. I've got plenty of ignorance to be taken care of. I'm not worried about it. Because there, as I read to you, the Holy Spirit's going to correct me. The Holy Spirit's going to cause me to receive the truth, to be corrected, and to walk in that truth. He said... Death of things present or things to come, all are yours. And you are Christ, and Christ is God's. Now, in 1 Corinthians 3.10, Paul told them to take heed. How we sheep build upon this foundation, take heed how we build upon it. So, how are we going to do this? Well, 1 Corinthians 15, chapter very familiar to you. 1 Corinthians 15 and 10, he says, But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and His grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. He bestowed that grace upon us, and it's not going to be in vain. You're going to walk as a sheep of Jesus Christ. You can be assured of that. That's a promise. It's not going to be in vain. And he said, But I labored more abundantly than they all. Oh, he labored, did he? But what did he say about it? Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. His substance and even his labor, all by grace. If his grace is going to make sure that his sheep take heed, why did he tell us this? Well, it's what Ron said earlier when he was talking, so we can see who we are. He already knows who we are. He chose us. Why is he telling all this? Why does he tell us to take heed? And then he tells us, by grace, I'm going to make you who, who, I want, who I've determined you to be. 
Well, He tells us so we know who we are. Because only His sheep are given the grace to take heed to walk in His truth. Only His sheep care about it and take heed about it. That His power is uplifted and not man. In 2 Timothy, the 4th chapter in verse 18, very familiar to you, uh, he says, And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work, and will preserve me unto His heavenly kingdom, uh, uh, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So I'm assured of this. I've been de- I will be am being now and will be and continue to be delivered from every evil work. What they were doing there at the church of Corinth, that was an evil work. They were lifting themselves up, glorifying themselves in man. But God delivered them. He delivered them through sending Paul. He delivered them through the power of the Holy Spirit to receive this truth and to walk in this truth. And he also tells us in 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter in verses 16 and 17, Now our Lord Jesus Christ Himself and God, even our Father, who hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope, hope of assurance through grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. He's already promised me. I'm going to be established. I'm not going to know everything. You're probably going to have to correct me if I continue, if the Lord doesn't come and we continue to be here. But He's going to establish us in every good word and work. He's going to correct me. That is too. At all times. So, Paul told the saints at Colossae that God had made him a minister of the truth given to him by God and This truth is made known to the spiritual minds of the sheep by the power of God in us. He told them this, and let's turn to Colossians, the first chapter, and uh, verses 25 through 29. Colossians, the first chapter, and verse 25, he says, Of which I was made a minister according to the dispensation of God which is given to me, for you to fulfill, uh, for you to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery which hath been hidden from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to His saints. It's not made manifest to the world; it's made manifest to His saints, His chosen, His sheep, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you says, I've made known to you who the Messiah is, Jesus Christ. And not only that, the Messiah is going to dwell in your new hearts through the work of the Holy Spirit to lead and guide your spiritual minds into all my truth. And he says, Whom we preach warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. For this I also labor, striving according to His working, which worketh in me mightily. If we strive for anything, it's according to His working that we strive. It's according to His power that we're able to walk in His truth. And 
as we read that, who's the every man in verse 28? It'll be presented, every man, everyone that will be presented perfect in Christ before our Heavenly Father. Who's he talking about? Is he talking about all the world? No. I'll tell you who he's talking about. Colossians 1 and 1 and 2. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother. Well, there's two of them. Talking about Paul and Timothy. Himself and Timothy. Well, who else? To the saints and faithful brethren in Christ who are at Colossae, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He's talking about the sheep. Every sheep will be presented perfect before God in Christ. Every sheep. Not going to lose one of them. Every one. It's a great thing to know you stand before God perfect. You stand before God perfect in Christ. Grace and peace in Christ will be given to every sheep by the sovereign will of God. So why was Paul made by the will of God to warn them at Corinth to take heed? Well, we read in 1 Corinthians again in 3rd chapter in verses 1 through 7. He says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you unto as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, or to, to this time you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. And ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? For while one saith, I am a Paul, another I am a Paulus, are ye not carnal? Who then is Paul and who is Apollos, but ministers by whom ye believed? Even as the Lord gave to every man, every sheep. Every sheep. You didn't believe because, as Ron said, because this speaker is speaking, or that speaker. You believe because God gave you that ability to believe. John 6, 29, it's a work of God. He says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Now he that planteth, he that watereth are one, and every one shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. It's God that gives the increase. It's God's power that makes all the difference in us. So they were looking to their fleshly walk and the wisdom of man. He got on them quite a bit. Said you can't, you can't even, you can't even. I'm not even sure you're able to bear it now. What I'm going to tell you, but I'm going to tell you. That's what he told them. But he knew that through the power of the Holy Spirit, that they would be corrected, and he knew through that power that they would walk in that correction. So what should we, by grace, be taking heed about? It's about not applying our Lord's testimony to the fleshly walk and using man's wisdom for our way and walk of worship in Christ. That's what we ought to be taking heed about. It's what God causes us to take heed about, to show us who we are, because the world doesn't take heed about this. 
they don't take heed, they don't care. They, they think they're happy in lifting up man and his work, glorying in man. Of course, Romans 7, real quickly, Romans 7, 18, I, I'll read that to you and confirming this. In Romans, the seventh chapter, what Paul said about the flesh. In Romans 7:18, he says, For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good, dwelleth no good thing. To, for the will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. There doesn't dwell anything good in the fleshly walk. And then in Romans 8, 8, he says, So they that are in the flesh cannot please God. They that walk and lift up the flesh cannot please God. So, uh, trying to use the Scriptures to justify and uplift their, your fleshly walk is, that's all that wood, hay, and stubble Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 3, 12 through 16. Now, I want to read that in 1 Corinthians 3 and 12. He says, Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and stubble, Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall test every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, he sh- that which he hath built upon it, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved yet as by fire. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. He's talking that, that, that's a, talking about a sheep. All, in all those verses. Because we have ignorance. And one day that ignorance is going to be burned up. But also one day, every sheep, every single sheep is going to have either 30, 60, or 100 fold fruit. They're going to have fruit. He didn't make you a sheep not not give you fruit. In fact, He gives you fruit to show you are sheep. And so one day, what He's talking about here as we build upon this foundation, we know we all have ignorance. We only see through a glass darkly. What about that ignorance? What's the fire going to do away with it? Going to be done away with and forgiven in Christ. What about the other? Well, that's the, that's the precious stuff that God caused you to walk in. That's the stuff that caused you to glorify His power. And fire doesn't hurt that. It just shows what it is. It just shows that it's those things that are accepted by God and given to you through the work of the Holy Spirit. So that's talking about the same sheep of Christ all through there. Because to be saved, the Lord's going to bring forth in you the substance of His truth and the evidence of the, of the belief in Him that He has given you. He's going to bring that forth. And let me read a scripture concerning that real quickly in Romans 10.10. 10. Romans the 10th chapter and verse 10. He said... For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. Why is that possible? Because the Holy Spirit dwells in that new heart. 
With a heart, he causes our minds to walk in the truth and to have joy in the truth. And with a mouth, confession is made unto salvation. He gives you substance and evidence. You're not going to have substance without the evidence. You're not going to have evidence without the substance. You get both of them. As I said, the wood, hay, and stubble here, that's the ignorance that a saved sheep of Jesus Christ has. The Lord continually does away with it as He causes us by the Holy Spirit to be guided into all truth, John 16 and 13. The fire here just shows forth in us that gold, silver, precious stones of the truth that God has already set within our spiritual way and walk of worship. It's God that set it there in order that our sacrifice of praise is acceptable as we are made to come to the very throne of God by the intercession of Christ. Let me close with these few verses in Romans 8 and verse 34. Romans 8 and verse 34. Who is he that condemneth? Shall Christ that died? He died for us. He shed his blood for us. And nobody can condemn you. Is not Christ going to condemn you? He died for you. Yea, rather that is risen again, who is it even at the right hand of God who also maketh intercession for us? He didn't just didn't shed His blood and die for us and pay for our death. He went to the right hand of God and He makes intercession for every one of His sheep at all times. Paid for Christ. Uh, one other, Second Corinthians, the ninth chapter. 2 Corinthians 9, chapter, verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. And ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. That's what He did to the saints there at Corinth. He made all grace abound toward them through... He he caused Paul to feed them the truth. Now, Paul didn't make them hear it. He didn't, Paul didn't make them receive it. Paul didn't make them walk in it. God did. But that's his process. He's going to take care of his sheep. Yeah, we have ignorance. But God's going to take care of it. He's going to continually cause you to cast away that ignorance and cause you to walk in his truth. That you may abound to every good work. That's a promise. And two other uh, verses, he says in verse 11, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness. We are enriched to all bountifulness. We we don't have any... (laughs) We can't gripe about anything. (laughs) We are enriched in the Spirit to all bountifulness. We have everything in Christ and His power which causes to us thanksgiving to God. Thanks be to God, verse 15, for His unspeakable gift. May God bless you in speaking of His Word.
hit that again. 